I fucking love Brad Pitt, dude. Welcome, guests, to the 10th episode <laughs> of The Sweet Peaceful. I am your host, Kelton Burns. <laughs> In the arena, I am joined by the archer, Alex Curtis. What's up, guys? The magician, Devin Luna. How's it going? And the great knight, Mason Paul Houseman. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a so, yes. back. To the 10th episode, we have our first guest, Mason. So, Mason, what do you what what are your top three favorite games? I would definitely have to say like top three favorite games. Uh, the Bioshock series. Um, oh, okay. if, nice. if I was going to be specific, okay. like, you know, Bioshock Infinite, Those are good I mean, ones. the first one is definitely, like, oh, you know, Infinite. Infinite's so good. I'm Infinite playing was a mindfuck, right and I loved it. I loved that part of it. I've only played the first in Infinite. It's, it's, I think it's something that, like, it's totally worth playing if you were, if you like story-driven video games as well as, like, you know, at least for the time, especially really good graphics. They use the Unreal Engine for, I believe, I think all three of them, um... The second one's usually the black sheep of the series, but I think all of them are great. Yeah. Near and dear to my heart. The uh, Another one of the kind of series, but also specific games, like the God of War series. I played nice. some of them like growing up when I was a kid mm -hmm. and, uh, on ones. PS2. Good call. And the first yeah. one, second one, third one's great. And most specifically, like recently, um, when they released the most uh, recent one on uh, PS4, I just thought that uh, cinematically driven as well as story but how they're able to transfer it over into kind of a new era like especially with like mythology and gods it, especially with the brutality at least in combat that's always yeah. something i've been a fan of like just like you Hell know yeah. visceral like real something that kind of just makes you feel like, oh fucking shit we're in for it that um, gritty shit yeah. that Hell gritty yeah. shit yeah <laughs> some of that and then i get the last one uh would, i first started playing it when i was about 12 years old as oblivion uh, if people aren't familiar with that, be familiar with that shit. Like straight up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's like it's a classic on the 360. But I think that was my first kind of real entry into what a semi-realistic RPG would be. At least what what you have in setting, but as well as what you had to do in terms of leveling up, experience. You had skills. You could also pick uh, and choose different ways you want to play the game. Like especially once you got out of the jail, kind of was just like, here you go, whatever you want to do. It gives you a main quest, obviously. Uh, I, I love doing those, but then deviating on your own, deviating on your own path, and as well as listening to the, the funny voice acting when you look also, back at it from so many years. Dude, Oblivion had great. some of the like biggest DLC expansions that any game during that time had. Like the DLC for that was like basically games on their own. They're fucking insane. Shivering Isles and shit. Yeah. Shivering Isles is my favorite DLC of any game I've played. It's it's so good. I love Skyrim, obviously. Like, a different take, but I I enjoyed the polish of it in terms of graphics. Uh, but I thought they also went enough in depth with story uh, to make it uh, worthwhile uh, for a, I think about three hundred ten hours of gameplay is what I had on my main character when I played it. Just battle mage all the way. <laughs> what i enjoyed 
and I'm also excited what they want to do next. But Bethesda's kind of been yeah up recently, so it's get a little of, timid yeah, about yeah. it. You're it's, like, it's, ah, it's, it's a little bit. Ah. I'm a little. I'm, I'm timid about what they have to do, what they're gonna, or what they want to try to do next. Uh, they said it was gonna be Hammerfall, but until I see gameplay or something more about it, then I'm still gonna stay skeptical. Yep. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Not gonna be one I buy straight off the rack. I'm gonna have to like see a, a lot of good reviews about it before yeah, I buy it. <laughs> especially since. The, Another time, but Fallout Fallout seventy six was something that kind of just took me away from the whole thing. But uh, that's it for pretty much the games that I enjoyed the most, or something that's been. A what are your top of... three uh, top three favorite movies? Uh, one of them, just because it's a classic. Seven. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Uh... What's in the box? <laughs> what's in the fucking box, but al- dude? But also, you never know what's in the box. Brad Pitt's a decent actor. I really like him in a lot of movies, and I just it's a good thriller crime something that's attached to religion is something i always find fascinating that could be another I fucking story love brad pitt dude. time brad pitt's the best <laughs> yeah it's super sick um other one is like lord of the rings trilogy like the whole like oh, initial yeah. ones like the fellowship of the ring two towers return of the king all the way through the hobbit i love those movies so much and it, the fantasy aspect of it as well as just the depth of what tolkien was able to create not in ter- not only in terms of language but scenery that shit is crazy they created their own language aspect it's fucking people are insane. going to school for it's that like, shit. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He, all, he, did, he did this in like the early 1900s and which blew my Multiple mind they adapted to a film but it's still like what the fuck man like you were just on on another level um mm-hmm. always a fan of those uh last one would definitely be star wars um i do like what they've done recently for the most part but i really want to see more sith shit like, if they did something on the Old Republic... That's what I'm like saying, dude. Those were my Sith, favorite games, that, too. Like, just on a Those massive are my scale. favorite games. But just, like, say if they... You know, the the movie World of Warcraft or War, Warcraft? If they took the CGI aspect of that kind of with what they did there and then applied it to, like, a Star Wars film, I think it could be quite successful. Yeah. But those are no, kind of my like favorite, favorite things in terms of a little bit of movies and games. Good shit. Nice, man. I'm glad to get you yeah, on. Yeah, and I agree I agree with well, all your... Those are good fucking solid picks. Well, sweet. All right. Let's dive into our games for this episode, starting off with Assassin's Creed yeah. Valhalla, coming out November 17, 2020, developed by Ubisoft Montreal. It is going to be the next Assassin's Creed entry, also coming out on next gen. Um, I don't really care about it. That game looks so good. I don't care about it. Norse mythology is like... I would love Norse mythology, and I took like uh, Viking history back my freshman year of college down in Portland. And that was like one of my favorite classes ever, and I really got heavily into the yeah. Viking show. And so, I started reading a lot of Norse mythology and getting more into it. And then they released God of War, the uh, the 2018 or 2016 title, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, like this is even like ice giants and all that shit. It just, That's like, the opposite for so me much, because so. I was super into Greek mythology. Like right when I learned about that shit, I was watching random ass classics like Sinbad, like the original shit where the monsters were like clay. Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. So I was playing God of War, like the original ones, and being like fuck yeah no same same i got super into that and like i took greek mythology in high school yeah and like i liked the percy jackson shit even though i was a little bit too old for it at the time but i just like the greek mythology stuff this game though i don't know like fucking assassin's creed has like left a bad taste in my mouth just they're bringing back one hit kills though for this game okay so that's better Uh, they better they 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 should learn from their mistakes over like what they've done through the past they said their world the world won't be as big as uh, Odyssey, which I think is a relief, honestly. Because I watched, I was like, um, unrelated to this shit, I watched a video that was like a three hour, like a guy played three hours of this game and 
uh, left his like review on it and shit. And he was saying that if you're looking for that OG Assassin's Creed experience, like the one that you got through like the first trilogy, basically, you're not going to find that here. It's still going to be reminiscent of these like newer titles. And so that's okay. like, I don't know. That's why I'm like, ah, I'm still hesitant on it because I don't mm. like these newer titles. They feel like dad games to me almost. <laughs> Fucking dad games? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know how to explain it, but like when I was working at Fred Myers and selling video games, the only people that came in to buy that game was like they were like dads or like older uh, dudes. Oh yeah. And they don't 100%. like I think it's because they don't have like a as much of a refined taste when it comes to video games like or a highish standard like well, I, don't I think it's I think it also has to do with like a lot of like uh adults that only play like one game a year or two games a year they might just mm-hmm. return to a f- familiar franchise like oh here's the next assassin's creed yeah. my game or two of the year that I'm interested in playing whatever yeah i'm hoping they turn it around on this though like it still looks good i think there's some people um in that generation and i mean in any generation but in that generation specifically, people that buy a game and with these new games that are coming out, get a ton of enjoyment out of it. With whether whether or not it's a yeah. good game, like it's just like visually, games look so good now. As a kid, I did that all the time. Yeah, like Destiny. I don't think it's a good franchise, but like majority of the people coming in were like older people, and they're like, yeah. "I fucking love this game. This yeah. is the best game ever." And I'm like, and "That's just what you're gonna get." And uh, you do like you. with people, <laughs> and like I enjoyed Assassin's Creed one and two, loved them, really enjoyed. But I didn't really play after the third one, and I kept on seeing you know trailers and shit. And I'm like, okay, yeah. visually in terms of the aspect, totally get it. It's just so insane now, at least from what we have a reference to, that I feel like it's not like too visually pleasing, but I feel like depending on what a company decides to do or a publisher in terms of how they develop a video game can maybe lead it astray from it being not, necessi- not necessarily story-driven, but seems like it's not fresh, it's not new, it's, it's not as organic as yeah. how it once felt. And that's why I do enjoy trilogies more so than when they go on to more games than that. Um, yeah, once it, once it hits right, number four, you're right. like, and then oh, like okay, it's like it hits a trilogy. <laughs> like, uh, and then if it's like you know, unless it's like that good or I'm that much of a fanboy for it, uh, then I'll be down for it. But it's never really something I've been for. But it it does look interesting, and I've been a fan of Norse mythology as well. Like just. Yeah. Vikings are dope as fuck, and that's a big seller yeah. of it too, yeah. though. Right, and I, I like that's something I yeah. would definitely try out. I hundred percent would try it out before I buy it, but I definitely would. Give and it, it seems shot. like, dude, they got cool mechanics in this shit fuck. too, because they're like, you can fucking dual wield any weapon you want. You could even dual wield shields, dual and you're just shield like, bah, 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 bah. just blast it like just shield made it, yeah, just boom, boom. That, I mean, it looks fun. It looks them. fun. I'm, it's gonna be one that I have to like watch a lot of reviews before I pick it up, though. I'm dude, the, and the, like raiding villages and shit. I was talking to Alex about this earlier um, in relation to Ghost of Tsushima, which we'll get in a little bit. Yeah. But I recently was listening to a podcast where the, one of the guests said that uh, they've started playing games in a new way, where they'll pick, they'll see the character's skill tree and like the different paths they can take them, and they'll take them in the least attractive path possible, like whatever you're like, wow, this doesn't seem very good, and just see if you can play the game that way, and just see what that path is like, like. It's almost like looking at a bunch of different like trails, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna pick the shittiest looking trail just to see where it goes. And so like that's kind of like weird. how I think I, if I play the next Assassin's Creed because it's very skill tree RPG based now, I think I'll probably try to take them in the weirdest possible direction. No, yeah, that's just mm-hmm. to see what happens. That is a weird way of going about it though, because yeah, I always go for the most appealing. Like when I played Borderlands and shit, 
Borderlands 3 or any of the Borderlands, I always look deep into the skill tree and I look over and over and over again. I usually Google like most OP characters. Yeah, and I'd respect myself. I'd respect myself so many times and I'd try out all really? these different things. Interesting. And, yeah. I would just go with what I liked and I would just fight to the bitter end just to make it difficult. I'd be like, which one's the best, dude? I have to know. I have to try all of <laughs> nah, them. <laughs> dude, I'd just like go with what you want to do and then just fucking fight to the end. <laughs> yeah. I think what fight. changed like <laughs> me about it was like I was playing a Switor Star Wars The Old Republic MMO and I played that game for like a month or two on my first character ever and I got into the end game and then no one wanted to take me on raids because they're like oh you chose Sentinel that's the weakest DPS nobody wants you anymore and I was like wow dude I invested like <laughs> you chose two months the in wrong this character one. and learning it and I chose the wrong one when I thought I just thought it looked cool when I started because it's a dual wield lightsaber class and I was like alright dual wield that yeah. sounds sick but it's like the shittiest DPS class so then after that I was like Oh, I need to start doing research yeah. into like a lot the of the best times when I played games like that, just like random shit. RPGs. I never looked into the actual like stats and shit that the armor gives you, like base, like different things like that. I never looked into it, but the more research you do, the better time you're gonna have playing that game, like straight up. Yeah, I think it's different when you're uh, looking at an MMO and you're talking about like right. your role later on, and if one of them is potentially really shitty, and you just are like. Yo, this looks like a really dope class, and like the idea around the class is super cool. And then you get to end game, and it's like really, really poorly built for end game. And they're not addressing the problems with it. They're not gonna fix it anytime soon. You get up there, and you're like, sick. <laughs> right. I made yeah. it all this way. I guess way like for, for a single player game, for a single player game, I'm kind of like looking at it more like, okay, if I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm not gonna ever stealth kill anyone. It's gonna be a lot harder for me because I'm gonna have to head on fight everyone. But if I do it, is it gonna be? Am I gonna be like? Is it gonna be more rewarding for me? Am I gonna be like, oh my god, I fucking there, ha there has to my be a thing because they really like that factor of that game. Like not to bring it up too much, but they play into that part a lot. Just the killing, yeah, true to the samurai, your yeah, honor code. Mm -hmm. I have not. No, been me neither. I'm stealth killing motherfuckers yeah, like, left and right. <laughs> like, stealth dude, seven now, yeah. Right I when I stealth kill someone for like, the first I, time, I, he's like, it just flashback. You forgetting your code and I'm like god yeah, damn no, it like, like whatever man <laughs> like, that's whatever. so sick I fucking so like when you first they teach you to force you to learn how to stealth kill and you get that flash in my uncle I'm like no dude I'm trying to follow the fucking way dude like I'm sorry and then that later in the game I'm like killing hella people and I look down and I see someone below me and I'm like oh hell yeah I'm gonna jump off and attack him well that counts as assassination I get another like fucking flash in my uncle and I'm like no I'm sorry dude I'm not trying to assassinate anybody right now like Fuck, I, every village I walk in, I like, I'm like, send out your strongest dude, motherfuckers, like, every <laughs> single time. That function is just yeah. super dope to have in a game. Uh, but yeah, the next game was uh, Serious Sam 4, coming out in August, developed by... <laughs> I didn't even know there were three. All, I didn't like, even know there were the three, The only dude. vibes I got from that, yeah, I didn't even know there were three, but I, all the vibes I got with that was like... Looks dope. I'd probably play it. Looks like some Doom. Duke Nukem meets Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duke yeah. Nukem that's a good Doom. way of playing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, Same that's genre. Like, yeah, like, it just looks like, I'm like, okay, this looks like it'd be, like, a fun shoot 'em up uh, I don't really, like, when it comes to that, the graphics are fine. Like, I don't really, like, care too much about that for what it is, at least, uh, for what I saw. But that's pretty much it. My impression is Duke Nukem meets Doom. And I'd probably play it. I'd play it. It uh, kind of reminds me a lot of the... Um, I can't remember the name of it, but the game we covered with... is like the rock band mixed with Doom. Like, it just like... Hellsinger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> I think, well, I think Hellsinger looked cooler. But this just reminded me of, like, really in the same vein. It's just like you're just slaying yeah. shit. It's just a like constant running forward while shooting. Yeah. <laughs> straight, straight, straight. Bow, bow, bow. Just... <laughs> just... Exactly. 
Bing bong bong. So, it looks cool, but it's like, why is there, yeah, why is there three of them already? <laughs> I've never heard of them. They're popular on Steam. <laughs> so, uh, this next game I thought was entertaining because, like, we watch a lot of trailers every week for this show. Um, so with all the canceled expos, all the trailers this year have been releasing online. So the developer Devolver Digital decided to make a game called the Devolver Expo, where it's literally you go in to watch the trailers for their upcoming games, and you can like play around in the game while you're watching the That's what it was about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like, I've got a completely revolutionary from that shit. Maybe I'm just fucking high, but like, <laughs> yeah. So the games being showcased were, uh, yeah, Weird West, Carrion, Shadow Warrior Three. But honestly, they used to do this like a lot back in the day. Like you don't even realize. Um, I remember going to Best Buy as a kid, like when I had the original Xbox, and they'd have these like sleeves of free, like just random ass games and demos, and you just play through yep. all these demos by the same developer, and they'd be like, "This is our game, buy our game." And then next time I'd roll up to Best Buy, I'd buy the game that I played on that demo. It's fucking genius. It's genius. Dude, it's I love that shit. Every time I went to a game store, I still I have, have so shit. many. Yeah, I still have so many. Like I Dude, have like, a fucking yeah, disc sleeve full of those fucking. So things, many times, bro. like <laughs> it's stupid. My mom couldn't afford the kit, like a new PlayStation game, so I would just be playing like all every demo on that game demo disc over and over yeah, and over and over. I fucking feel that. <laughs> Even if like wow. I wasn't that into the game, like there's one like called like Gun or something. It was like a first-person shooter game. Yeah, and I. Never Gun is was... good, dude. It's a fucking Western game. It's like, oh my god, it's basically like Red Dead Revolver, but I don't know. It came out for game. I played it on GameCube. That game is sick as Red fuck. Red Dead Revolver. Yeah, like the OG, the OG Red Dead. But it would the be OG. like I did. That was, that's what it was. That's called? the first. Yeah. The first Red Dead was Red Dead Revolver. Damn. Yeah, that, I play. I remember playing that. My my dad was like, "You got to." And play Gun this. came out at the same time, and Gun was better. Honestly, it was the fucking. I just remember like with those demo discs, I played games that I didn't even, I wasn't even really interested in. But since there's nothing else to do and I'd already played everything else fifty times, I'd be like, all right, I'm just gonna play through this demo fifty times. There were some of those games I never bought at all. I never bought any of them, but I just played the demo version over and over. Like some of them were fighting games, and I'd just be like, I, I can't unlock the rest of the characters because I don't have the full game. But I'll play with these two characters. Fuck it. (laughs) I just played. uh, I, I mean, they remastered Medieval, and that was one of those games where I played the demo over and over, but I never played the full game. But before the Medieval remaster came out, they released the demo for it, which was the a remaster of the demo. So I was like, holy fuck, I'm playing the remaster of the demo that I've played. And then when I actually started playing the real game, I was like. I don't have nostalgia for any of this other shit. I only had nostalgia for that demo. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know what the fucking, what happens in the story. I just know what happens in the first like 20 minutes of the Dude, game. Yeah. I just, I had like I a 15 minute demo of, um, Metal Gear Solid. You just play a Snape and you're like sneaking around or snake, whatever his name. Yeah. You're sneaking around and shit. Snape. <laughs> it's like, barely any of the game i think i had a demo like for a metal gear and all you could do is like eat a snake and i was like is this why his name is snake because he's <laughs> this demo he's eating a snake in the grass um <laughs> <laughs> that's why his name is snake he just eats snakes in the grass uh, i never i never played the real games so and i was like okay sick dude have you seen i watched a video there's just like a super fast speed compilation of like the entirety of that story <laughs> i've watched a video like that <laughs> and uh, kojima is insane with his fucking stories dude they're so it wild it's hilarious all dude. over the place it goes up down sideways fucking backwards diagonal it goes off the spectrum and snake had to fight snake <laughs> at the very end <laughs> did you know what other story goes up down backwards and all over the place war of the warcraft story and it's getting a new expansion 
Shadowlands. I don't know too much about year. this. Okay, before before okay, I, I, okay. I, well, yeah. I, I know me and no, Alex before the before the real world of Warcraft for Mason and Alex. Before the real world of Warcraft people get in, before I just have to say one thing. One thing. And that's why are all like every time I watch a World of Warcraft trailer, I'm like, "Damn. This game yeah. looks sick as fuck." Yeah. And then uh yeah. then I play that so sh- and then it's just why an they should MMO. make more movies. And <laughs> I'm like the graphics aren't like you know when the, you watch a trailer though and it's just like in the bottom it says not actual gameplay. I'm like and I'm like god yeah. damn it like well, they come not, out with the most like visual like, then visually I like, what the fuck is appealing this? and pleasing like trailers like but then like the game isn't the same as that. Yeah, the game uh the game itself, the look of the game while they have changed a bit of the graphics it it still resembles the game that came out 15 fucking years ago which was vanilla wow like it it still it still looks the same and so that's not the you know it's not the selling point really like if anything like i think they keep it that way because of I guess the focus is put in like the smoothness of all the of all the shit that's going down. Yeah, in the it's game. similar to I guess like Overwatch because I mean Blizzard does the same shit with Overwatch where you're just playing yeah. FPS, but then all of a sudden you get these story-driven like super intense uh, like I don't right. know all the shorts that they put out for Overwatch are beautiful as fuck, and so I, I guess I can see I can see the appeal. I was, I haven't but played as too far much as the yet. lore goes, dude. I don't know where the fuck they've gone. Like, there's people i've seen anymore. so many memes yeah. of people going up to like the uh the people that write for world of warcraft and then they go up and then they like challenge them and they're like oh shit like the like we're the we're the writers of the lore but we can't even keep track yeah. of this shit like our own fans are coming up and being like right our own fans like, are correcting I f- us i feel like they've lacked consistency they just lacked consistency yeah. it's all over the place done. bro but because you because you see like like just you see this pattern with it at least i've seen like Okay, you start off with vanilla, fantastic, goes into Burning Crusade, also wonderful, and then the peak of it, which was Wrath of the Lich King, when the most people were playing this game, yeah. and like my personal favorite, just fucking awesome. But in the game, you notice as things start to scale up and up and up and up and up and up, it gets more difficult to, to determine, not necessarily fairness, because there's patches, there's bugs, there's things that can be taken care of with that. Um, even though like, they may sometimes it may take a really long time to do that, depending on what class you're playing, but that's all subjective. I I guess I don't know too much but about MMOs. What they did, it's it's yeah, it's like for MMOs, it's like one of one of my favorites is something I grew up on. Yeah, that's great. But they they scaled it up to a point where you're doing so much health, so much damage. It just seems like you don't even know what's going like on these anymore. patches or the like same these over stories. Over, the, the same thing over and over again, and it's the yeah. same objective. And I get it. It's something that's just like, well, yeah, I get the aesthetic 100. percent It's something I do enjoy. I do enjoy the stories, but just like I just kind of like I'm at a point where I'm like I love playing yeah. the game, the classic version of it, because that's what I do play when in my spare some sometimes in my spare time. You don't need all the fancy but bells and whistles the, that they just add now. The trailer, the trailers, and the cinematics are just like they're fucking. So like good. I love watching those. Sometimes they're I'll just so fucking good. sit on YouTube and yeah, watch. Yeah, I don't a bunch even play WoW, well, but I've watched like I every see single movies. one of those. <laughs> I want to see more yeah. movies of that shit. I want to see more videos. They of that go really shit, in depth like, on hey, that. This is like I see what you have here. 
but not like you know you still have the game but if they made another movie on it i just think that'd be so successful i don't know I would how how does the fucking dlc or like these these things play into wow because like i don't understand mmos to the point where it's like do they come around as events or updates the world changes no like like like, this thing is like a title coming in like this this winter shit or whatever the fuck is this coming in as an event that you can play as a limited time it's basically just like a pre like it's like it's still the same game at the core but it's just usually they do complete overhauls adding new content changing levels because it's always based upon like at least every single MMO. But it's shit that stays in the game. RPGs, like you can play it whenever. XP like just leveling, when you're the right questing. level or whatever, you can just play it whenever. It's not like an event, like a one-time event that comes around, like a. No. Uh, well, they used to have that back in the day. No, it's just a big update, Devin. Oh, okay. The games, the game stays the same. It's just a big update. The level cap changes. You get a new area usually. Oh, okay. so it's just, yeah. Sometimes there's a new class that you can pick from sometimes there's new races that get introduced this specific expansion that's coming they're doing a massive overhaul because there's a ton of complaints about the state of the game right now so hopefully it's going to have a good impact uh i'm excited for it i'm i'm hopeful for it they said they're going to redo a lot of things they're going to scale it down a bunch i mean as we said that's a problem i mean like you're imagining running around you yourself included and all of the enemy players you're against have like 650,000 health people are hitting for like anywhere from 50 to 200k you can barely keep up with like what's going that's on that's what scares me about mmos because people it's it has such a long history and people are so invested into it mm-hmm. and they have so much yeah. shit that they're like i have this shit from like fucking the early 2000s when this shit was first started and i'm like damn i don't even know how to mm-hmm. begin in this shit there's like oh geez yeah. Kelvin pops yeah, out it's a lot like, dude yeah. it's a lot it's too so much. I'm never going to be like, an OG. I'm just going to be a fucking poser the whole time. If this was, if it was, if we're talking vanilla, we're talking Burning Crusade, whatever, one of the first X-Packs, you could catch up on the lore. But at this point, it's like a rabbit hole. You don't need to go into it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but man. Holy shit. Talking about rabbit holes. <laughs> falling into that. What's fucking next, dude? What's next? <laughs> so you know what other game, you know what other game gets constant updates and has redeemed itself multiple times over? No. 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 no man's sky just kidding. getting a new update i haven't I have played not. it once I, so i don't know if they have has it redeemed itself yeah, yeah dude that's what they, they say. have like up all like fully like updated that game they've added multiplayer in where your homies can join you can fly a ship together they added like custom ships you can build they added alien ships they had like or ships that are alive they added like they have consistently been adding more and more stuff this trailer year after it year like they're non-stop mixed, mixed with no man's sky like i didn't actually see the title because the playlist was just going on autoplay desolation and then and then it was playing. I was like, "This looks like No Man's Sky mixed with Dead Space." And then it said, "No Man's Sky Desolation." I was like, "Oh, they're adding more it's shit no to that." No Man's Space. No Man's Space. Yeah, they just have not given up on that game. But no like, Man's okay, Space I haven't dead. played the original game. I didn't play it when it was in that like phase I, where it was being heavily judged and people were like, "I played it online. I didn't play I bought that. it sixty bucks." I did so, not play because I saw it come out. And if, people I were like, this the new, is like, if I played the new, if I the new version, I wouldn't see so. how it changed or how it redeemed itself. And if I, I don't really know too much about this version at all either. This fucking, this one looks a little scary, spooky. Yep. I was like one of the only people I know who beat the game when it first launched because it was such a grind. It was like twenty hours of the exact it same. Looked, yeah, it looked it looked very thing. not fun to play. <laughs> like you just go to a vanilla planet and you just do the same thing. And you're just like, oh, it looks a little bit different, but we're doing the same exact thing we're doing on the last planet. <laughs> it's different materials. Different. Oh, 
I has a it has a different sprite. It's different, for it, but, but the <laughs> same. Well, at the beginning when I first played it, it was like twenty hours of like you'd you'd get a ship, you'd hop into the into the galaxy, you'd go to a galaxy station, you'd sell the guy gold or emerald or whatever you had collected on the, whatever planets you were on. He would give you something so you could boost yourself to the next galaxy over. And every time you're just following the signal that's getting you closer to the core. So literally it would just be really repetitive of you go hopping into a universe, landing on a planet until you find one that has a valuable mineral, mining that, getting it, going back, going to the spaceship so you could hop into another galaxy. And then you just keep hopping for 20 hours until you got to the center. Um, and though you couldn't, and it, they Sounds lied like about you being able already. to find other people. But they added that. They added they added like so many things into the game since then that like it just seems like a completely new game now and what it originally was promised to be, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Because I remember when it was coming out and they were first like showing trailers, they were like, "This is a big thing. Like it's a fucking basically an AI world where it's generating itself like randomly. Like it's a, it's an expanding universe. Like this is revolution. Like and then people were playing it and they're like, "This is this is fucking bullshit." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, my roommate, when I was living down in uh, North Seattle, got it, and uh, I was watching him play it. <laughs> we were just like, all right, like this is cool, but it's getting real repetitive yeah. real and quick. They said like, you could run into random other players online, like you're all just... And then they said, and then suddenly after it came out, they're like, that's actually a one in a million chance you could run into someone else. And then they're like, yeah, it actually is not in the game. It was just a fucking lie. <laughs> and they added it in later. That's so lame. Big yeah. sauce. Another game related to flying ships... Uh, Microsoft's Flight Simulator is coming out this year, and the physical edition has 15 discs. 15 fucking discs in the physical edition. What? Yeah. Which saves you Wait, a 90 gigabyte download. What the fuck? Microsoft what? Flight Simulator. <laughs> I if mean, there wasn't a trailer for this, people it get, was just... People get hard fif- over fif- that fif- shit, dude. You ever been to Hobby, Hobby like you, Town? You buy 15 discs, and you, and you, you install ever been to 15 Hobby different Town, discs USA? onto your They'll fucking come in a console. Package. I'm not even I'm joking, bro. You, they come in one package, and you install... Each and every single one of them, one at a time. And on it gives you the yeah, most realistic I'll post a flight picture. simulation. I'm about to post a picture of it in the Discord to. if you want to look at it. Yeah. Or 10 discs. Not, All right, I'm just going to take a look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also at the same time, dude, you ever been to Hobbytown, USA? People, like, my parents would be just, like, driving us around town at random spots and they'd be going in a different store. And I'd be like, what's this place? Hobbytown, USA. And I'd go in and there's just, like, Hobbytown, Hobbytown USA. And there's just old people going in there buying, like, model <laughs> cars and trains and fucking flight simulators and shit like that. Something's afoot this here. It's wild. They all closed. Devin. They all closed. <laughs> Devin, where are you going? Yeah, Hobbytown. that's a lot of discs, USA. bro. You just gotta install one of those at a time. I can't confirm. I mean, that is a lot of discs. How good? How good of a? How good of a simulation is it? Like, what can it simulate? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, what? What, what can, can it, it what simulate? Can it it's simulating simulate. flight, bro. If it's, if it's on, if it's like flight. It's simulating flight. That's it. Dude, it's flight, flight is intense. Simulator. Okay, flight's fucking. That's what it's intense. called. No, I'm not. It's I'm, not I'm called. Not it's not called. It's not called. Sim- it's not called Google Simulator, wasn't it? It was Flight Simulator. Microsoft Flight you know? Microsoft Flight Simulator. Hey, Google Simulator? Did you guys <laughs> know that if you go into Google Earth... I mean, it's not a life, not a like, life simulator. It. If it's a flight... <laughs> I know. I know it's not a life simulator, but all I'm, all I'm saying is if... If... <laughs> a life simulator. It wasn't a flight simulator because it's 15 discs. It better be a really good fucking flight simulator. Because if it isn't, then I'd be disappointed. But it's ten discs. But if if it requires, but if it requires fifteen discs, and you wanted to put like what the fuck? Not fifteen. What could you? What else? Okay, ten discs. 
If you go into Google Earth, there's a way to get into like aviation mode or something like that, where you just like you can pick a random street and fly above it. So why would you be wasting your money and wasting your download? I don't even have a I don't even have a disk drive on my PC. Let's have a like what? Let's have let's have a simulation of like whatever the fuck I guess Life like simulation. as long as it's within the means. You just but you're gonna use Google Earth instead of Microsoft Flight Simulator and get the same. I thing learned out how to it. be a top. No- I graduated top. <laughs> <in> my- <laughs> Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft Life, Life, <laughs> simulate the. Dude, life. you got Microsoft Life Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess it looks cool. I can't look at it from the discs. <laughs> ten discs. Perspective. It comes in a big package. It's pretty. Neat, it's, but I don't how know. do it's I? Okay. Hold on. I know. Ten discs. Bring them. Not fifteen. You lied. You lied. I he was mistaken. Misremembered. And so. That's so a lot of fucking discs. <laughs> I finally saw it. Yeah. Saves you 90 gigs. Well, then how much does it put on your fucking console? Is this a console or a computer thing? A PC. It's a PC thing. The PC thing. Wow. The upper oh, echelon. Well. <sighs> yeah. Upper echelon thing? <laughs> what? The high tier shit? The S rank? S tier. Well, I'm not going to be getting into the Microsoft Flight Simulator. I'll tell you that much. I mean... But... The reviews. Yeah, if anyone out, there, uh, oh, to, anyone out there wants to dive in and simulate flight, Microsoft Flight Simulator is there for you, Kelton. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> flying on to other things. Yeah, flying into the movie <laughs> section. Speaking we got the flying. Tax Collector, directed by David Ayer, coming out August 7, 2020. It is, uh, has Shia LaBeouf in it. It's about a person who collects money from gangs in L.A. He's got a tattoo now. Dude, okay, okay, okay. I have to ask <laughs> okay, a question though. Is it is he portraying a Mexican dude in this, or is he just like not? no, no, he no? Seemed, this was I saw. He looks no, like I saw one of my was, cousins this in this shit, dude. I swear to God, and I was like, he's he's Apparently, playing a vato very well. <laughs> someone someone was upset by that, and it turns out that he um he's playing a white kid that was raised in a Mexican. I wouldn't um, even honestly, as a Mexican American, I wouldn't even care, dude. He's fucking. He looks like a G. He looks like a fucking okay. G. But this is one thing I need to show you guys. Uh, look at the two pictures I'm posting in the, the Discord. Uh, Shia LaBeouf got his entire chest tattooed for this role. Like actually, really tattooed. Legitimately? Yeah, permanently. Yeah, look, I just posted Looking the two photos. Uh, he got his entire chest tattooed. So if anyone wants to look that up, just look up Shia LaBeouf uh, tax collector tattoo. Or just Shia LaBeouf tattoo chest. Well, yeah, you'll definitely see that. He's just, yeah, damn. Well, he's just—I guess—he's really fucking going for it, man. He's going hard. He goes hard. Some yeah. character, or what the fuck's it called? Dedication. Uh, method acting. Method acting. That's a method acting uh, as fuck. That's right a method there. right there. That's a very big method. method. Like get tatted. You ever seen that method? That boy's a vato. Is straight up. What do you guys think? <laughs> you guys think you're gonna see that movie? It's the vato method. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the fuck out of that, dude. That's that. Honestly. I haven't want to watch the fuck out of that. I know Shia LaBeouf has <laughs> taken like a big break from acting too. Like I watched his like Hot Ones episode and shit, and he's taken a big yeah, break from raps. acting, and then he came back to do his own like uh, feature film, The Honey Boy, and then uh, now he's coming back. He with went this. to rehab. Yeah, yeah. So he was like taking a break for like personal reflection for what? and shit. PTSD. Yeah. Oh shit. From his dad. Shia LaBeouf oh, is a fucking... I love Shia LaBeouf, dude. I've loved him since even Stevens. I'm gonna fucking Same. love him through Tax Collector. Big love. Fair enough. Big love. Fair enough. Big love, Shia Fair LaBeouf. Enough. All right. Another movie coming out. 
in August is The New Mutants, Gross. directed by Josh Boone. It was originally going to come out. It was originally, trailer was released for it in 2018, but then it got delayed three times, and then Disney acquired Fox, it was delayed again. So it is finally coming out uh, this year. So it's it was originally going to be in the X-Men franchise, but then it got delayed so many times that now it'll be in the Disney franchise. I'm honestly, mm. like the trailer, oh, yeah. fuck. Okay, you got, you got what's her name? Arya, I don't know her actual the actual actor's name, but you got her from Game of Thrones, and then you got the other dude from Stranger Things, and they both come from very like serious like dramatic roles. They come from like the like super tense like roles, and then I was watching them in that's this. That's what they're going for with this. I didn't get that in this. I got more like it was like a little bit cheesier, honestly. It seemed a well, little apparently cheesier. like yeah. After uh, the 2017 It movie came out, they did a bunch of reshoots for this movie to make it more scary. It seemed very cheesy to me, and seeing those people that were in very serious roles in this cheesy position, just like, I don't know. Yeah. It was like a little off-putting. That was hot. Yeah, that, that was, it's it's magic. I was like, fuck. That was hot. It's, it seems like like a kind of like a teen, a teenager movie, like a preteen teenager movie that kids would watch, something like that. Like, I'd watch that shit if I was in high school, probably. You know, the likely. fuck thing, too, is um, that I was like, honestly, I was like, yo, when Disney actually gets a hold of Marvel, or not Marvel, the, like, X-Men franchise portion of Marvel, because, like, Deadpool used to, like, play at that shit and be like, oh, we're visiting the X-Men, but we can't because copyright issues and shit right now. Uh, I thought, like, right yeah. when Disney was going to pick that up, that it would be fucking sick, but this trailer, <laughs> I don't know. Well, this movie was finished back before they acquired oh, so this. Oh, okay. Okay. Because all those previous X-Men movies were kind of cheesy, in my opinion, too. Like, they, I, I liked them a little bit, but they're still a little cheesy to me. Yeah, this is the last Fox like produced x-men movie basically but yeah yeah so moving into the music section we're covering you by yellow days what do you boys think of that one that video was super trippy i really liked it though that's some shit like yeah it's super good it's some shit like funkadelic excuse me kind of funkadelic yeah something i would see at a festival hopefully mm -hmm. yeah. yellow it's days is guy. sick dude he's just got the most soulful voice in the world <laughs> not in the <laughs> yeah in the back the, the background sound has a lot of air yeah. to it like, he's very good at the like, harmonizing and that like, like funk kinda... that funk he's very good at capturing that like funk vibe I love he's got the shit. funk yep he's got the funk when you got the funk you, got can't, the funk you can't deny the funk when you got the funk well it's time to get funky in the instagram popularity poll so now we got three dudes in the arena together i'm excited to see who comes out on top step into the arena <laughs> uh for those step who don't know this game, uh, every week I put up polls on my Instagram story for people to vote between two different things, usually on which one's better. Then I have uh, Alex Devin and this week Mason as well guess on which one won the poll and by what percentage. So, this week it is the movie Fight Club versus the movie Pulp Fiction. Okay. Um, um, I'm going to jump off the, the, the bridge here first. I think that uh, Fight Club won. Um, I'm gonna say uh, 65% Fight Club. Damn it, dude, that's a good percentage, and I also think Fight Club won. I love Pulp Fiction, but uh, that was one of those movies where it was more like it was more talking and intellectual, and you had to like be like more involved in it a little bit. I don't know. It wasn't one that you could just watch and just straight up have a good time. Like Fight Club, it still had that little mind bender at the end, but you could just watch it and have a good ass time. Pulp Fiction was like. Pulp Fuck. Fiction was like, this is a fucking, this is a display of shit. Like, I gotta pay attention, dude. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel. That's why. I would say. So, 
That's why what I'm were the numbers again? Black sheep, dude. He's 65-35, Pulp Fiction favor. Okay. Or not Pulp Fiction, uh, Pulp Fiction disfavor. And then what's yours? <laughs> well, I think, I think he's right. But yeah, I'm going to just have to... It's 65%. I think Fight Club... I think it's a good, like... I think it's... Fuck. 70-30, dude. Like, it's definitely... It's in that, it's in that like, super close, but, like... You still got fans right. of Pulp Fiction. Devin, 70 for Fight Club. All right, Mason. Mason. Mason, go 60-40. Well, now I'm going to lose. Because I'm going to put Pulp Fiction over uh, you put, Fight Club. Oh. Then do it. And the only, re- the only reason... Yeah, the only reason why for me is just because it's, like, I am I definitely love the more intellectual yeah. shit. Oh, this is, no, no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Rewind. Curtis is like, about, I didn't agree with anything Devin said. your opinion about what you think is better. This oh. is about... What you think won in the Instagram popularity? Yeah, because honestly, test. I like intellectual shit as well. But like, I think more people what? want a good time. You're guessing sometimes. what one won the poll? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're not guessing fuck. what you would want. Because well, yeah. I want. So- I love intellectual Jesus shit. Right. Yeah. Oh, I know Curtis does too. Well, uh, <laughs> well fair enough. Uh, then I would have to probably go with a similar way that you guys, because I feel like more people would be. Definitely enjoying Fight Club more so, so, at least in terms of just watchability. But just yeah, I think just in terms of watchability, at least with like to reiterate what Devin said, like you can just kind of flick it on and like it, I guess it depends. That's only a, it could be a small demographic. Yeah, just flicking Fight Club on. Flicking it on, bro. It is flicking Fight Club on. I just, I just multiple on, scenes you know? come to mind where I'm like, man, if somebody just flicks this on, somebody <laughs> like whoa. Like, but no, I I know I know. I got choked out at Comic Con by the author of Fight Club. Yeah, you got choked out? Did you pass out? Nah, dude. He was just like, you either have to take a pose where you look like you're fighting him, or he has to lift you off the ground by a chokehold. Oh. And uh, yeah, Chuck Palahniuk got my picture with him. It was pretty sick. I mean, so what are those uh, percentages at, uh, Mason? Um, I'd probably go with like <clears throat> probably 60, 40. 60 for Fight Club, forty good, for yeah, good okay. clean. <laughs> Um, we're all, we're like, we're just 15 or not 15. So we got Alex at 65 for Fight Club, Devin at 70 for Fight Club, and Mason at 60 for Fight Club. For all, what's us all lose? So Fight Club came in at 39. Pulp Fiction, <laughs> Pulp Fiction won 61%. I should have went with my heart. I should have went with my heart. That's why I've lost a lot of these. I lost a lot of these because I didn't I go with it. my heart and Alex swayed me and we both swayed the fuck out of you. So, <laughs> well... I mean, I didn't, I I didn't do any swing. Alex always sways. We just spoke our piece. We just spoke our piece. I didn't do any swing. So I <laughs> oh guess well. that's a, a tie. I was the closest, so you were you were matter. the tie. I mean, you were the closest, but they made a rule where if they all if you guess one side, that's still a loss, so nobody gets a point. And we all lose. We're all losers. Okay. No. Well, that was a good one. That's a good one. So going into our feedback section, we got three dreams that were sent into us. That's a lot to of read dreams. Off. Uh, so you three are going to decipher these dreams. Yeah, they are three thick-ass dreams. But yeah, all right, I'm going to start off with my good pal Willem's dream. Here we go. I was in Minnesota on vacation with my sister and dad. I was getting ready to leave early because they were being annoying as hell. All of a sudden, we were all in my mom's house and the tornado siren started going off. Check the radar, and there's literally a tornado about to plow over the house. My sister and dad go upstairs, and I go in the basement under a squat rack. Right when the house started shaking, I woke up. Mm. Wow. So, this guy's got a deep-seated 
fear of spinning the circle in a wild tornado violently. Stay away from tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. Dream decide. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. Like tornadoes are already sketchy on their own, so like you should probably they're already, clear of them. They're already sketchy. <laughs> they're already. They're already. <laughs> they're already sketchy. <laughs> they don't. They only get more sketchy once you if get involved. You, are in you don't, you don't want to get involved. Tornado prone state. You should evacuate immediately. Tornado prone. <laughs> if you feel like if you feel like you're prone to tornadoes. If you live in a if you live in a state where there's tornadoes, that's sketch. If you live where tornadoes might exist and you feel like you're tornado, tornado prone. Tornado prone. You should tornado watch prone. It. Tornado prone states are fucking evacuate. They rise for from tornadoes. <laughs> okay. Dream decipher. Dream, dream decipher. decipher. <laughs> dream decipher. All right, here we go. Next up, I have a dream sent in from Stephanie. This is more of a nightmare, but this is nightmare. exactly what I asked for two or three episodes ago, and I'm so excited that we got an old hag dream sent in. So here we go. All right, this is probably my favorite one of the episode. Okay. So when I was 16, I'd already had a lot of ghosty experiences at my parents' house. One night, I had this dream that I was in a big room in an old house with pastel walls and white floors. It was very peaceful. Then I noticed a strange-looking clock on the wall, and for some reason had the realization, Oh, I'm dreaming. This is a dream. Since I realized I was dreaming, the first thing I tried to do was fly. So I kind of kicked off the ground, and the room warped around me. All of a sudden, there was an old, ghastly, demonic woman in the room with me, coming towards me quickly. She was in a long, white sleeping gown, the kind from a couple hundred years ago. I panicked and became very fearful and dropped to the ground and tried running quickly away from her. There was a door to another room, so I ran towards it. But the room kept getting longer and longer, and the door kept getting farther and farther away. Then I remembered I was dreaming. This was my dream. So I made myself reach the doorway, and I told myself to wake up as I did. When I woke up, the old hag was hovering over me, her face in a terrifying grimace, her mouth so wide and large it seemed to blacken out her whole face. She had her hand on my chest, holding me down. Her face was inches from mine. I couldn't move, I couldn't scream, I couldn't breathe. After just a few moments, she was gone, and I could slowly move my hands and my feet. Once I was fully able to move, I dove under my blankets and hid there, trying to catch my breath until I finally got the courage to get up and leave the room. My own theory is that she was a physical manifestation of Carl Jung, my shadow self, since there is a lot of toxicity in my life at that house at the time, but who knows. That's fucking wild. Hmm. That's a vivid-ass dream, too. Yeah, hit me with that decipher. Man, I was just closing my eyes the whole time, taking that in, trying to imagine it. I'm an eye-open visualizer, I'm weird, but I was, yeah, visualization. That scary. So we got closed eyes and open-eyed. Interpretation. I was open-eyed the whole time, but dude, I was visualizing. Dude, C E and O E all the way. So, that was scary. We got both both ends of the spectrum, and all I gotta say is, yeah, it was fucking scary. Was I don't scary. know how to decipher that. That just sounds like a fucking out-of-body experience. That you just, it's just something that you you have to decipher your own dream, bro. Yeah. At that point, it's kind of nuts that uh, you were able to remain lucid at some points. Remembering yeah. that it's your dream. That's what I do. Usually when I think see I things start sometimes tipping in the way of a nightmare, hard. I yeah. can reel it back. Well, that, but that's what that I'm saying. That shit's hard. Is that she remained lucid and wasn't able to like stop that shit from happening. It was like, oh, this shit's going on. And then, oh, yeah. this is my dream. See I'm paralysis. in control. 
But then, like, oh, fuck, yeah, I can't change this shit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sleep paralysis, 100%. Yeah, fuck that. I've never had sleep paralysis, that, and everyone's stories I mean, of sleep paralysis has scared me shitless, dude. I don't want a yeah, dark I've, figure in my room standing over me while I'm just fucking paraly- or like paralyzed. Like, fuck that. No. Paralysized? Paralysized. While I'm paralysized, Paraly- just sleeping in my bed, just paralysized. Paralysis sleeping. Paralysis sleeping. I don't know how to decipher this, dude. That shit sounds like fucking something else contacted you from the other side, and there is no meaning aside from you had a fucking experience and a half. (laughs) Nightmare decipher. Nightmare (laughs) decipher. Nightmare, 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 nightmare. Nightmare. Okay. I got another nightmare, final nightmare, final dream, locked and loaded. This is sent in from my uh, good good friend Eric, the guy who we have to thank for the cover of the podcast. So here we go. Oh, thank you, Eric. The boy. That's the boy. Before this event, I had no idea what sleep paralysis was. So here we go, boys. I was about nine years old. I went to sleep one night after watching a ghost hunting show on the Discovery Channel. I did not share a room with anyone else, just myself. I turned off all the lights, TV, and hopped into bed. I fell asleep peacefully, all bundled up. This is where it gets very vivid. I remember waking up on my back with no blankets, feeling a little cold. Opening my eyes, the first thing I remember seeing was a slight glow of white light coming in from my blinds, barely illuminating my room. I figured it was early morning. However, something felt off, and I didn't know what. It didn't seem like the normal early morning sun. It felt ominous. The light slowly filled up my room, however, it was still very dark. The first thing I wanted to do was get up and peek outside. I remember trying to get up, but I couldn't move. I tried to lift my arm. I couldn't. I didn't know what was happening, but I tried my best to turn my head or wiggle my fingers. Suddenly, I felt a wave of panic overcome me. I did not understand where this panic came from, but it frightened me. I just wanted to move, but I was laying there, frozen. I glanced at my feet when I noticed something. A dark figure slowly started to manifest at the end of my bed, out of thin air. I could not make out what it was, but I found myself trying to focus my vision. It had a long and distorted shape with elongated limbs, silhouetted by the faint light coming from the outside. The shadowy figure just loomed over the end of my bed, releasing an evil aura. I couldn't see its eyes, but I could tell it was looking at me. I wasn't so much how it looked, but how it felt. Its presence gave me an overwhelming feeling of paranoia, fear, and panic. I had never felt something like this before, I just wanted it to end. My heart was pounding. I opened my mouth to yell, but nothing came out. I attempted to kick my feet, but nothing. I tried my best to wave my arms and move away, but I was still paralyzed, on my back. I look over to my right, and there was another figure. It stood at the right side of my room, as if it had come through my blinds. I felt like I was being pulled towards this figure with an invisible force. Slowly getting closer, I felt a sense of danger. I remember hearing a ringing, buzzing noise in my head. I still could not make out any distinct features of this figure. It got closer until it was at the edge of my bed, right over me. It looked down on me. I felt a heavy push against my body as it lingered above. I remember staring into what would be its eyes, nothing but a dark void. I felt myself almost falling into a trance. I just kept staring and it stared back at me. It reached up and slowly hovered its hand above my face, about to touch me. Time slowed down. Everything went silent, almost peaceful. My body had given in. I felt like there was no hope and it was death. As it touched my head, my vision blurred and the room slowly filled with darkness until I blacked out. I remember waking up right after into a cold sweat. It was morning. The first thing I did was run into the bathroom and throw up. I tried to tell my parents I had a bad dream, but it felt like much more. I didn't want to explain it to them. After that day, I spent a couple months sleeping on the floor of my parents' room. However, these episodes continued to happen randomly, but never as severe as the first time. For a few years, it had stopped. I told my friend at the time what happened, and he was convinced I was abducted by aliens. I didn't know what I what to believe because I had no idea what sleep paralysis was. Not sure if you were around there, but this, there was this lucid dreaming trend on thetechgame.com. 
that I got into and after researching I found about sleep paralysis. Anyways, to this day, this still affects me. I cannot sleep on my back or it will most of the time induce sleep paralysis. I've always slept on my side or my stomach. For years I also slept with the closet light on to feel comfortable since I know what, what it is whenever it happens. I don't much panic as much, but the overwhelming fear and dread is still there. This is something I still think about often and it has fucked up my sleep so much. I hope no one has to experience sleep paralysis because it's scary as fuck. Don't tell me that shit, bro. I don't want to ever damn. experience that <laughs> shit, dude. After that story, it's, I do not want to uh, ever experience sleep paralysis. Never in my life. That sounds horrible. That's happened to my younger brother. I think it's interesting that uh, they both had something pressed down on their chest. This in the last dream. Right. I believe in, I believe in otherworldly type shit. So honestly, that's that, like, like, just another thing where I'm like, dude. It's like, dude, paralysis. I don't know. How can you decipher this when it's just some otherworldly Visiting. Yeah, that just sounds absolutely terrifying. Sleep paralysis is, just sounds so gnarly. But I have no experience with sleep paralysis at all. Yeah, me neither. Same, I can't relate to that. I've also that never been fucked. It sounds so visceral and so yeah. <laughs> disturbing. I've, like, that would make me literally... I'd pro I would no doubt that puke. Like, yeah. I mean, I had a, like... Don't, I only had, like, one experience when I was a younger kid and saw some shit... Nothing like that vivid, but definitely like a figure coming towards me in like a cloak and just like completely shell shocked. And then like I ran back to my room because I was like taking a piss in the fucking toilet. And I looked out and like like in the hallway and it was some fucked that shit. But I was nah, definitely yeah, awake that. when it happened. It was not sleep. It wasn't even sleep paralysis. That was I don't even know what the fuck that was. It was some sort of fucking. I have never had like a presence that was like ill. And sinister yeah no i've had that before like that ha that's happened i've seen that's only happened like once to me the sleep was when i was a little kid sketchy. but then again i was raised in a cult so <laughs> man, yeah i can't say anything about sleep paralysis is just so wild man it's just a lot it's a lot all right dude still goes on we can't are we just fucking stumped on the decipher dude i don't know what this means i can't decipher i can't i don't know what it means i think it just means like just like don't sleep on your back. Like if don't sleep on your back. Like I'm definitely gonna be scared. Don't, like, don't ever sleep on your fucking. I don't sleep on my back. I can't sleep on my back. Stay away from your back. Nightmare decipher. You just don't sleep. Back is bad. Stay away from your back. I'm sorry that you do your back. Don't sleep on your back. The back is bad. Don't do it. I hope everyone enjoyed that episode. We're going to be back next <laughs> week on Monday with episode 11 of The Sweet Peaceful. If you want to reach us, we can reach us at thesweetpeaceful at gmail.com. I'm always checking that every week, sending your dreams, sending any stories you have. I think someone said they're going to send in some ghost stories for us, um, so I'm really excited for that. I have a ghost Dive story of my, my own, too, dude. We can dude, fucking get into just, it. If you want to send that into thesweetpeaceful at gmail.com. I'll send it right on in. <laughs> read that off next episode. <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Devin. He's right here. <laughs> I'm going to have him read it out. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, Sweet Peas. Thanks Last for coming, peas. everyone. Mason. Thanks for joining us, Mason. Hey, yeah, no problem. Anytime. I love intellectual shit.